0: Our next guest is like a ray unicorn, hard to track down, but when he does appear, it's a special moment every time. He's, of course, an Irish MMA pioneer, the former cage contender, world champion, and now the owner and head coach at SBG Charleston. And, of course, the striking coach and the man who'll be in the corner of Conor McGregor this weekend as he takes on Dustin Poirier at UFC 257. Straight out of the desert, Rowdy Owen Roddy, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us, especially during Pride Week. What's the crack?
1: Ah, uh, I'm not too bad. Thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. Great to always get on and have a chat which is uh, just prior to the to, to the big fights. Um we did it last year and here we are again. We're just in a a different part of the world, but uh, it's sunny sunnier than Ireland, so I can't complain. How are you guys?
2: We're good, we're good. It's sunny here as well. We're, we're in a very kind of bipolar Australian summer, so I feel like we're kind of on similar similar uh, weathers at the moment. But you mentioned, yeah, we spoke to you a year ago. It's kind of a tradition. Uh, we want to go even yeah. further back. We want to get a little bit nostalgic uh, before this fight, because obviously, you know, it is it is the rematch, so we're going back in time. But you've been an integral part of Connor's team since, you know, the, the very beginning for years. Take us back yeah. to where it all started. When did you first meet Connor? What was your first memory of of that first interaction? How did it all begin, Owen?
1: Wow, well, Jesus! So obviously, see, um, my very first time meeting Connor was when he came in training. It's kind of four out training, and a young kid, uh, you know, the same as he is now. Very confident, very sure of himself. Um, good hands and dedicated, and and worked hard and. You know, it was great to watch watch him uh, progress through the years. We were teammates, and sparring partners for years, and then uh, I retired and and, and and took up a coaching role. And I've you know I've been there through through 95% of his fights, from from small school halls to the biggest fights uh, you know we've seen in recent years. So it's been a it's been a it's been a great journey, and you know we're we're still we're still revving up. There's plenty more to come.
2: That's it. Like Drake said, started from the bottom, now you're here. But on that first meeting, I was reading back to it sort of years ago. And I I think as the story goes, I think Connor was a little surprised when he first met you and said, yeah, you're a fighter. You actually sort of fight in the cage because at the time the cage wasn't really legal and he was kind of shocked by it. And then you guys sparred, right? And, uh, and he hit you a couple of times. All right, take us into it.
1: Oh, I mean he, Jesus, every time he sparred, he's hit me plenty. <laughs> he's had me plenty of times. Let's just say that, you know but um, yes, yeah, like I mean we've we a four spire I can't really remember probably because he probably hit me so hard. but um we had great spires the the thing was with Connor was like obviously he'd good hands, but like his his ability to improve. so yeah, he'd good hands, but you know you'd get away with, you know kicking them and keeping them at bay, you know which are kicks and stuff like that. And then, you know, the next one you sparred him, he, he's waiting to your kicks and he's, he's defending the kicks and you're like, Fuck shit man, he's he's defending the kicks. I'm just gonna take him down and submit him and you take him down and you you catch him in the submission and then the next day you know you're you finally had to get him down and the day after that he's taking you down and so he, he his ability to learn was a uh, was was a huge thing. And you just you just know when people have that something special, you know, he just he just seemed to have it all and he had the walk ethic, and and before you knew it, he was, he was he was leading the charge to get to the UFC, and he had a team of killers behind him. He opened the doors and uh, kicked in the doors and 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 opened it up for for Orishim and me. which is, you know, we all know that story. It's an amazing story, but um, yeah, just great times, sparring with him, great times, training with him. It's 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 been a blast.
0: Mm. What do you think is one thing from back in those days that hasn't really changed about Connor? And what do you think is one thing that you've noticed that he's picked up and is different now in 2021?
1: Um, one thing that hasn't changed is, is is loyalty, bringing his team with him from day one. Like he, um, something that he said many many years ago. And you know, in in a in a in a sport like this, in a game like this, you know, it's it's very uncommon for you to stick with the same team and uh, and. You know, go through the ups and downs. There's been plenty of ups, and there's also been a good few downs. You know, and you know, we stood by him, and he stood by us, and and, and look at where we are. So it's one thing is is, is his loyalty, and um, and that's something that he's picked up. I think he's he's matured an awful lot now as well. You know, he's he's a father now. He's a businessman. He's not just a young hungry um, young kid that he that he was when he first came through. Yeah, he's he's more mature and more calculated as well. So, um, yeah, so he's he's matured an awful lot.
0: Mm. It's, it's really evident because when he uh, talks about his upcoming fights, you know, Cowboy Cerrone, now Dustin Poirier, he kind of mentions that, you know, he's grown up a bit and there's not that same kind of trash talk, <laughs> the same promotion that was going on <laughs> earlier on when he was sort of building himself on, up in the ranks and sort of becoming a household name. Do you think that, um, you know, some fans are like, oh, will Conor ever go back to that? Will he go back to back in the day when there was more trash talk? But, you know, as a coach and someone who's been around him and someone that's noticed him sort of evolve and and get older, do you believe that that older Conor is sort of behind us now we're not really going to see him in the future?
1: Um, No, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, when Conor was coming up, he, he you know, he had a point to prove as well, you know. He believed in himself. We believed in him. But you know, the rest of the world didn't. You know, and you have this kid, young kid, um, very confident, very sure of himself. People don't, you know, a lot of people don't like that, you know, because we all want to be like that, but it's very hard for you, for for you, you know, for you to, you know, to, to come across that way. Take somebody that's really sure of himself, really, really confident in in, in themselves. Connor kind of was that person. He had a lot to prove, and he proved it all. He doesn't need to prove to anybody anymore. Do you know what I mean? So. He doesn't have to, you know, say he's gonna do this and do that. He's done it all. Now, you know, if somebody talks shit or if somebody saying shit, you know, you'll get that back. You, will you, get that um, that quick whip. You know, that's all still mm. there. But it's just he, he doesn't need to do it. You know what I mean? And you know, it's supposed the way that the last, the last fight went. Um, there was, there's a lot of respect between um, Connor and Cerrone. And there's definitely mutual respect between Connor and Poirier. So there's no need for it. But the, you know, rest assured, if, if Poirier was to come out and start giving Connor a lot of crap and mm-hmm. you know, the way that had went, Connor would have been on top of him. Let's let's just say that. But there's no need. There's no need for it. And um, both 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 fighters respect each other. Um, and they're just gonna they're going to let the, the, the hands do the talking on Saturday
2: night. Mm. Well, we still have a press conference to get to in a couple of days, so there's still time. <laughs> Not that I'm expecting
1: It'll it. Be grand. It'll be grand. Next of all, there's chaos at the press conference, so you, know,
2: <laughs> yeah. you, you never know. Dan yeah. Hooker's there. Things are going to get crazy. Um, but I wanted to ask you, what do you remember from that that last fight against us in Poria all the way back in 2014 um, as you were there in the corner uh, watching it all yeah. play out in real time. What are your memories from from watching it out before you knew that it was over so quickly? What do you remember from it?
1: Yeah, um, same again. Like I knew Poirier was tough, a tough, tough opponent. It was, you know, it was a big test. It was the fourth time Connor had fought in Vegas, the fight capital. It was, a, it was a huge deal, a huge deal for Irish MMA, a huge deal for Connor, for the team, and uh a big task as well, you know. Poirier was 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 on a a, a pretty good run at that time, and uh, it was a big test. But you know, I don't really change my opinion on how fights are going to go when Connor's fighting. Once Connor lands that lands that blow on anybody, it's um it's very very hard to recover. And then you know, when you're in that, if you're not asleep, you know you're you're almost out on your feet, and you don't want to snipe, but like Connor. You know, waiting for you to miss again to, to put you to sleep. So I knew once kind of um, landed a shot. You know, it was going to be a very hard for for Poirier to um, to recover. Um, but it but it was an amazing night. It 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 was it was a big deal. You're kind of nervous because it was early in the careers, the first time we fought in um in Vegas, and you know you're a little bit worried. But you know you don't worry too much because you know what walkers went in into the camp and put a lot of work into that force camp, and it's been a lot, a lot of walk in, in this camp as well.
0: Mm. How much can you take from that first fight, Owen? And I suppose there is a mental advantage going in there for you guys knowing, you know, how that first fight went. But then some people would say that mental advantage could also be a detriment, you know, if you go in there thinking the same thing might happen and sort of ignore some of the key elements from Dustin's improvements.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a, it's a different fight. You know, you fight somebody twice, it, it's definitely a different fight. Um, who knows what can happen? But the same things apply, in my opinion, is that Connor will land. Like it's inevitable that he's going to land that shot. You know, he's going to land on, on, on Poirier, and it's just how long Poirier can 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 you know take take the punishment. I don't know. He's he is very durable, and he's tough, and he's good, and he's got a lot of tricks, and he's got you know he's got problems that we've we've addressed in the camp, but. When it comes down to it, to it, it's when Connor lands, it's gonna be how long can Poirier last? You know?
2: Do you think he's improved enough, Poirier, to last longer than than the first fight? Because Connor's predicting, I believe, the fight to be over in less than sixty seconds. Do you think Poirier's improved enough to last longer?
1: Um well I think it comes down to strategy and whatever strategy Poirier comes in with. Um so it's it's hard to say, but if, if he comes in looking to exchange, it'll be quick, I'd imagine, you know. Um, if he comes in and runs, you know, it might take a little bit longer. Um, Poirier has improved an awful lot. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to disrespect Poirier. He's, he's a phenomenal foyer. But Connor has also improved, you know, an awful lot as well. And I think Connor has improved more than Poirier. So I just, I, I can only foresee the, the same kind of outcome, you know let me ask you
2: this and i'm not expecting you to reveal your game plan by any means but what would you say is is the most dangerous aspect of a dustin Poirier? what is the biggest danger that he brings to connor
1: um i mean what, what, what he's known for i don't know i don't think this is going to be a danger for, for connor but what he's known for is his is, is his pace and his you know his durability that's what he's known for um but but unfortunately that's 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 different when when you when you're when you're getting hit by somebody so precise and so powerful and so fast uh, that, that, in, in Connor you know what I mean it's it's just different
0: it's interesting because people when they talk about this fight oh and they go well uh, Dustin's best chance is if he sort of is able to get the fights to the third the fourth the fifth round because they believe there's some kind of i suppose disadvantage to Connor being in a fight for a long time but connor you know, he looks like he's in amazing shape. You know, what's your response to those people who believe that, you know, in the third, fourth, and fifth is when, you know, Connor is weaker than at the beginning of the fight?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I doubt it's going to go that far, but you will see if it does go to three, four, and five, I th- I think it's going to be worse for I can't see it going that far, but I think it would be a lot worse for Poirier if I'm being honest, because you don't want Connor hitting you for twenty-five minutes mm-hmm. and he can set a pace, Connor. He is in phenomenal shape. He is you know, he's in the best shape I've ever seen in my life. Um physically, mentally. Um, so I, I think it would be dangerous, you know. I think Poirier would be taking a lot of, you know, dangerous blows if if he managed to stay in there but I still don't see him staying in there.
2: Mm. It's great seeing Connor's uh, pictures on Instagram as well. Like you mentioned, he's in phenomenal shape, and you can see it just by some of the pictures and the updates. He just looks insanely jacked and I'm wondering you know from your perspective you've seen all of his camps what is the biggest difference sort of uh, camp wise and Conor wise because this is obviously his return to lightweight between say the Connor, um, I believe it was 2018 when he fought Habib the last time at lightweight and then also the Connor in 2016 which now is years ago but also one of Connor that people think was just you know a phenom when the way he beat Eddie Alvarez in New York what was the biggest difference between those lightweight Connors and this one?
1: I'm. I'm sitting here beside his nutritionist, and he's bleeding, played All he's shot down is uh, trial stuff at me. <laughs> yeah. And Kennedy's obviously sitting here beside me, and and he's played a huge role. And uh, McGregor, Fast, Doc, and Colin have played a huge role. But most of all, Conor has 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 put the work in. He has been consistent for the past, I would say, close on two years now. You know, he was consistent a, a good bit prior to the to the. Um, to the Cerrone fight, and he's he's maintained that consistency and that hard work and that dedication right through twenty twenty right till now. So you know, consistency is key, and um, you know he's he's kept it. He has a big team around him, a good team. he's left no stone unturned, and you see the benefits of that now. You know when you when when you get your when you get your technique right, when you get your um strength and conditioning right, when you get your nutrition right and when you have an athlete that is as unique and as um as amazing as, as Connor is, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be almost impossible for anybody to beat him. You know?
2: Or almost impossible. you got to like those odds. Speaking of odds, uh, the only thing better than watching the fights this upcoming weekend is watching these fights, watching a juicy knockout and then making a stack of cash off your juicy, juicy bets. And the only place to do it and the best place to get that feeling is mybookie.ag. Isn't that right, Dennis?
0: That's right, Cass. My bookie has better bonuses and more MMA odds than any other sports book, period. So, My Bookie is the only sports book Submission Radio recommends. Use your promo code Submission, and My Bookie will match your deposit halfway up to $1,000. Visit My Bookie today. Bet, win, get paid only at My Bookie. Dot A-G, my bookie thanks for the cheese
2: thanks for the cheese that's right bet with confidence speaking of confidence nothing makes me feel more confident more like rick flair silent profile and they walking down these streets with a smooth sack and you can feel that exact same confidence with manscapes lawnmower 3.0 the best personal grooming tool on the market with the 7,000 rpms of power the led light waterproof
0: i mean it's the only way to go this summer is that right dennis That's right, man. And not only that, but if you get the uh, special package, you get the Shed Travel Bag uh, for free. That's $39 of added value. That's with a code word submission. Get 20% off and free shipping. Get that Shed Travel Bag because, man, I use this thing, Cass, on the trip. You're able to take all your stuff with you and then you're ready to go whenever you need it. Uh, Manscaped.com. Use that code word submission.
2: Yeah, that's right. And don't be one of those people who struggles to watch the fights because they're not available in your location. Use a VPN, use PureVPN, and you can be in any location all over the world and change your region on your computer, your tablet, your iPad, your iPhone, your Android, whatever it may be. And you can watch any channel all over the world. Log in to your subscription service and watch things like ESPN,
0: BT Sport, Globo, whatever you want. And they've got big juicy deals at the moment. Isn't that right, Dennis? That's right, man. Uh, when you get the chance, guys, go to link.pvpn.com forward slash submission. Now use the code word submission to get that extra 10% off the deals that are on the landing page right now. And you can even try it for seven days. For super super cheap, so jump onto Pew- Pure VPN now. Stop missing fights, stop missing movies, and just stop missing out. Uh, the internet is where it's at right now with COVID, without people being able to go anywhere. And Pure VPN are the people to get you there. But uh, Owen, it's interesting because Connor's public perception is so up and down, like a wave in the ocean, up and down, up and down. You know, there was a period of people, everyone was giving him sort of the credit that he deserves, and now, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people are sort of underestimating Connor. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, you know, maybe the best is in the past, or you know that was the Conor of then. this is the Conor of now. How do you guys as a camp sort of react when you see those kinds of criticisms? is it Is it a situation you guys just laugh at it, or is it a situation yeah. where you use it as motivation? How would you guys sort of assess that?
1: Yeah, we don't worry about what anyone else says. you know, and Connor definitely doesn't worry about what anyone says. I thinks you know, you know, you let your you let your walk um, do the talking, and 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 that's all we have done. You know, we just focus on on the task at hand. Focus on improving in in every aspect of of of, um, of combat. You know, so obviously what I said in regards to the nutrition, the 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 strength and conditioning with the fast uh, program, and improving on all the skills, whether it's the you know wrestling or kickboxing or jiu jitsu or. Everything you know, it's it's you just you just focus on improving in all those areas, stay consistent, and and, and you don't care about what I, you don't give give a shit about what anyone says. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, that their thoughts are irrelevant. You know.
2: It's been long overdue since somebody said shite on the program. Uh, I wonder we can only get that from someone who's Irish. So I'm glad he said that. <laughs> I, I was gonna. I was gonna say also um it's rare to see Connor not in a title fight as well like when he fought Cerrone, it wasn't a title fight but it was you know the big return and then here it's just like people have been missing Connor in action but I'm wondering from your perspective um what is at stake in this fight what are the stakes this is obviously a rematch but I always feel like people are kind of looking forward with Connor as to what's next so what what are the stakes here and what is it leading to
1: well I'd imagine that this would you would have to look at this as the as the you know number one contender for obviously um, I would look I was looking at it in my in my own personal opinion as 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 the title fight, you know. and mm. um, the just because of how, how how good Poirier has been and and the fact that Connor has you know, Connor is always up there and always number one contender. You know, he's always he's always been at that um, at that at the you know, at the top of the, the tier when it comes to combat athletes. So I, I I I I thought it would have been for a title fight, but at the end of the day it's it's just another body for Connor, I'd imagine Connor wants to go in, you know you know, poor away pour away in, in you know devastating fashion. And then look to who's next and, and just keep knocking him down until they give him his gold back. That's that's what I'd imagine is is in his mind, you know.
0: Mm. And obviously the focus is on Dustin this weekend. But when you hear Dana White say that Khabib would consider coming out of retirement if something impressive happens this weekend, what's the reaction amongst the team? Especially considering you know how badly Conor wanted this rematch and how uninterested Khabib has seemed in the past until this point to potentially run him back.
1: Um, yeah, like who knows whether that fight's going to happen again? I know, I know, Conor definitely wants it. And um, we want that as a team as well, you know. We just we just see we've improved so much, and and Connor's in in a better place, and um, as he was for the last last camp, you know. So um, yeah, we definitely want that. But who knows what happens? At the end of the day, there's going to be Poirier's. This weekend we're gonna we're gonna focus on that and then whoever else is next is next and you know we'll put a plan and a strategy together and we'll come in with a game, good game plan for the next one. And do and they would fight, and then if there's anyone else, you can just keep repeating that until he gets he gets that goal back, and that's that's the plan.
0: I mean some of the issues in Connor's lead up to the first Khabib fight have been documented, but I'm just wondering if uh the Connor of 2021 was in that octagon with Khabib, Back when they had that first fight, how different do you think that would have looked?
1: I think the fight would have went the same way as it always does when Conor fights people. I think he would have knocked knocked Habib out. Um, no disrespect to Habib, like he's he's a phenomenal, um, phenomenal wrestler and you know a phenomenal mixed martial artist. But I, in my opinion, Conor is the best fighter to ever do it, MMA fighter to ever do it, and when he's on. Nobody on on planet Earth can touch him, you know. And yeah, yeah so that's that's what I think he would have knocked him out.
2: Does it weigh in at all? Like, uh, obviously, Khabib is a big storyline in in this pay per view, even though it is about Connor and Dustin. Um, but knowing the intense history there with you know the team and Khabib, and knowing that you know he'd be on the island and probably closest to Connor in proximity, you know more so than in years. How did that sit with the team? Was there any concern that you know it would be a distraction to Connor in any way? I was speaking to Dan Hardy earlier today, and he was saying mm. that uh, apparently they missed each other at the hotel by about ninety seconds. When Connor entered and uh, Habib was there just before.
1: No, I listen. We're here to do a. We're here to do a job. Um, Connor's here to do a job. Poirier is 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 the challenge at hand, and that's that's what we're here to to, to look after. We're not going to sleep on on Poirier, and and we're going to go in. We have a you know a fantastic game plan. We've left no stone unturned. You're going to see the best version of Connor McGregor ever, and we're going to go in and we're going to do it on Saturday night. And we're not going to worry about, you know, who's there, or who's around, or whatever. That's that's irrelevant.
0: Mm. Um, as we wrap up, Owen. Oh, just finally, I mean, it's just so exciting to see Connor back at lightweight. <laughs> He's looking great, and it's great to chat with you and sort of keep this tradition alive. But when we look at to what's next for Connor, you know, a lot of people sort of hoping to see him stay in MMA and you know stay in this lightweight division. However, you've got a legend in Manny Pacquiao. Who could potentially yeah. be boxing him next? I'm just wondering, what do you think? What would you like to see next for Conor? And does that excite you? The potential of preparing him for a legend like Manny Pacquiao, or is it maybe even just preparing him for this rematch with Khabib and sort of getting a hold of this division again after Dustin?
1: Yeah, and that's listen. I, I, I find it I find it very hard to know what, what's going to happen after after the fight after Conor's fights because you just you don't know. It's just so unpredictable. The, the big thing for me, uh, to be totally honest, is the is the fact that we're going to get Conor fighting consistently this year, and wherever it is, I'm just I'm I'm behind him. The team are behind them, and we will follow him into whatever combat sport he wants to go into. Um, and you know, I think so will everybody else because it doesn't matter if it's in a cage, in a boxing ring, or wherever it is. Wherever Conor's fighting, people will tune in, and people will. Uh, we will, people will be intrigued to see how he gets on. So I'm just one of those people, and I'm just going to follow him wherever he needs to go.
2: Mm. You mean to tell us Jake Paul is not next for Conor McGregor? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even know what to be saying about that. That's just uh, people, people looking to get the name associated with with uh, you know, the biggest name in combat sports but. Yeah, no, I just want to see Conor kind of you consistently this year.
0: Mm. That's it. Well, we mentioned it in the intro, but I want to mention it again. You are an Irish MMA pioneer, obviously, a former world champion, okay, and of course, the head coach and SBG Charleston. At SBG Charleston, most importantly, the man in the corner for Conor McGregor as he heads in to 2.57 this weekend, Owen Roddy I think the tradition goes on and I'm so excited that you had the time to jump on and keep it alive, thank you so much for joining us yeah, on
1: Submission absolutely. Radio Always a pleasure to chat to you and uh, we definitely do it just before the next one as well, I know we keep you keep mess with your time and sometimes <laughs> I'm just flat out and I can't get around to it but I always try my best to get on and have a chat which is just always a pleasure and until uh, the next time lads, talk to you soon
2: Absolute legend, thanks Owen, have a good one, bye